Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we're looking at chapter 25 of Breaking Dawn, Fever. So where we left off, they gave Bella a cottage for her birthday and then they christened it. They just started rooting like rabbits on the floor, no less. And then when dawn broke, oh, oh my God, is that why it's called Breaking Dawn? Because they fucked until dawn broke? I don't know. Anyway, when dawn broke, um, they were having a little chat while he was still inside her. And they were cracking jokes and making each other laugh, meaning that they would, I don't know, go up and down inside one another's bodies. And I mistakenly called that souping last week, but it's actually called soaking. Yeah, I'm, I, I had a brain fart and mixed that up. I've been annoyed with myself all week because I called it souping instead of soaking. Not that it really matters, but I just wanted to rectify that and clear the air. And so we pick up this chapter with them still soaking. She says, it was only a little while later that Edward reminded me of my priorities. Oh yeah, because they forgot that Renesmee exists. Well, she did. He apparently remembered it because he just says one word, Renesmee. And she's like, oh yeah. And she sighs. It's like, oh my God, I'm sorry you resent your child so much. She's like, oh, oh, my miracle baby. That's right, the old ball and chain. And then she feels panicked because she's like, oh my God. I wonder what she's going to look like today. And she's all stressed about how quickly she's growing. And that's another thing I need to clear the air on. So it's been brought to my attention that I was being a bit too flippant, a bit too glib about like Renesmee's rapid aging. And I was like, who cares? She's going to be fine. Like who cares if she gets a little bit older? Someone had to remind me that that's implying that she'll be dead soon. Like she'll be 80 in three weeks. I, I sort of didn't really clock that because I'm working under the assumption that because this is Breaking Dawn, it's a Stephanie Meyer book, nothing bad's ever gonna happen. And because I've read the book before and I've seen the movie, I just assumed she was gonna plateau at some point. And because she does share the same genes or the same genetic makeup as a werewolf, she's got the same chromosomes or some crap like that, they pause during puberty. I just assumed the same thing would happen to her, but okay. I've had to tell myself to align with their current reality and their current reality is that she might be 50 years old tomorrow. Even though I know that's never gonna fucking happen, let's just indulge them and indulge their fears. So she's like, oh my God, Renesmee, now that you've reminded me that she exists, I'm worried that she's gonna be really old. So she's all in a tiz and Edward says, all right, let's just get dressed and go see her. It'll take two seconds, relax. We're just banged for eight hours. You can spend two seconds getting dressed. 
But then she catches him naked. So she's doing like a double take. She's like, huh? She's looking at the closet thinking that, oh, I need to go there and get some clothes so I can go see my baby. Then she's looking at Edward's naked body and she's just whipping her head from one to the other. Like she's like, oh, but I want to still be jumping your bones, but I need to see my kid, but I want to jump your bones, but I need to see my kid. And Edward says, it's about balance, love. Uh, I don't imagine it will take too long to put everything in perspective. And she's like, all right, I guess we have the nights to ourselves, don't we? And he's like, yeah, we do. Do you think I could bear to let you get dressed now if that weren't the case? And she's like, okay, I can get through the daylight hours if that means I can just bang Edward for 12 hours each night. So that's a happy resolution to that. So then she says she's still adjusting to being a mother. She says, though Renesmee was very vital and real in my life, it was still difficult to think of myself as a mother. What? She says, I suppose anyone would feel the same though, without nine months to get used to the idea. I don't really think that is something that takes nine months to sink in. Uh, You carried her for quite some time. She was growing inside of you. You died delivering her like, I... What, what's going to make it more real to you, Bells? And then she's like, oh, and the child changes by the hour. And okay, well, Renesmee's not that fucking special. Every child changes by the hour. Yeah, they, they grow at a much slower rate, but they do grow. So then she's in the cupboard and she's like, oh, jeez. Oh, they're right. The closet is bigger than every other room in this cottage. Oh, no. And so then she plays the victim that her free house is filled with free clothes. Like, oh, this fucking entitled bitch. I can't stand her. She makes out like the worst thing in the world is Alice buying her pretty dresses. Like, oh my God. You know, I'd love if someone bought me dresses. I'd love if someone styled me and bought clothes for me. Clothes are expensive. I think she needs to check her Barbie doll privilege because she's acting so, oh, so hard done by. She's cursing her name being like, oh, bloody Alice. How dare she gift me all these free clothes? What a bitch. And a lot of the clothes are in garment bags because they're fancy clothes. And she's like, ugh. And she opens one and it's a gown in baby pink. And she's like, wow, what a fucking bitch Alice is. I'm so freaking angry. Oh, how dare she? How dare she be nice and fill up my cupboard with clothes because I haven't had time to shop because I've been given birth to a demon spawn and almost dying on my honeymoon. How fucking dare she? Ugh, finding something normal to wear could take all day, she says, even though she moves at the fucking speed of light. She can move from one end of the room to the other in a blink of an eye. And she's like, oh, finding something to wear is going to take me all day, even though I'm a superhuman. Oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. And Edward has to help her. He's like, oh my God, let me help. Since you're so useless with all of these free clothes, you poor thing. And then he starts sniffing the room. Uh, I'm so, am I in an alternate timeline where she, ma- where she married Jacob? What, what, what's he doing sniffing the room? He's going <laughs> like he's a werewolf, like he's a dog. And then he's like, oh, okay, over here. And he opens up a drawer and he finds in there a pair of blue jeans. And he says, oh, denim has its own scent, just like anything else. So he sniffed out the denim in the room and like, okay, call me crazy. But I would have just opened the drawer earlier. Why, when she's looking for a pair of jeans, was she opening the garment bags, which are clearly made for dresses and for ball gowns, instead of just looking in the drawers? Why didn't you think to open a drawer, Bells? Instead, you had to get your husband to sniff out denim. Sniffing out denim. Oh, denim's got a smell, of course. 
And then he starts smelling for stretch cotton. And then he finds a long sleeved white t-shirt. And she's like, oh, thanks. So she grabs the clothes off him and she starts sniffing it to lock in the scent so she can find something next. She says, I inhaled each fabric, memorizing the scent for future searches through this madhouse. What? Just open up a few more drawers, dipshit. Why are you in such a rush? Like your baby's not actually going to be 36 when you get to the house because you wasted five seconds opening a few drawers to find clothes. And then she's sniffing satin and silk so she knows what to ignore. Did she forget she has eyes? We're just going to solely rely on her sense of smell for her dressing. And then she says it took Edward only a couple of seconds to find his own clothes. Yeah, because it's not that hard. And she says, if I hadn't seen him undressed, I would have sworn there was nothing more beautiful than Edward and his khakis and pale beige pullover. Okay. Like, I'm, are we really going to keep gassing up this guy in khakis? She's like, oh, the epitome of beauty. There's nothing more beautiful than Edward and khakis. I'm sorry. Like, I get she's in love with the guy, but khakis? Nothing more beautiful than him in a pair of khakis and a beige pullover. Are you, are you gaslighting me? What, what, what? Khakis, Bella. You've never seen anyone prettier than Edward in khakis? Like, describe your dream man and what he's wearing. Oh, khakis. She's seen him more dressed up than in khakis. I can't with her. I can't. So then they race over to the Cullen's house. Renesmee's up and about. She's sitting there on the floor playing with the other vampires. And she's playing with a little pile of twisted silverware. So she's bending spoons and shit. I don't, uh, do, we need, do we need to send them to Toys R Us and get some actual toys? What's going on here? I know the baby was a surprise, but it's been a few days. Are you telling me you couldn't have sent Emmett to the store to pick up like some basic kids toys? Maybe just something colorful and bright with loud noises. Uh, uh, she's sitting there playing with dinnerware. Then Renesmee, she sees Bella and she chucks a spoon on the floor. She's like, oh, there's my mum. I'm, I'm bored with my spoons now. She's playing with spoons, the poor doll. Uh, well, it doesn't even just specify that it's just spoons. It says silverware. And I'm like, surely they're not letting her play with forks and knives. I hope it's just spoons. I know they're vampires. It's been a while since they're human, but, but like, yeah. They, they, they know that toys exist. These people have degrees. They all have like six degrees each. They go to high school nonstop and they don't know about baby toys. Not even a stuffed fucking giraffe. Like what? she's playing with spoons. Uh, is she neglected? Do I need to get her out of this environment? What is going on? So Bella goes up to her and she's like, yeah, she's a little bit bigger, but not by much. She's a little longer. Her proportions are drifting from babyish to childlike. Her hair was longer by a quarter inch. Oh, that again. And so she's relieved that she's not like a full on adult. And she's like, even without Carlisle's measurements, I was sure the changes were slower than yesterday. So then Renesmee shows her a vision of her being hungry or whatever. And Edward reads that vision. So he's like, oh, she's hungry. So he goes to get her like a cup of blood or some bullshit. And then Rosalie says, Yeah, she's been up for a few minutes. We would have come and got you soon. She's been asking for you guys. Well, demanding, actually. Esme sacrificed her second best silver service to keep the little monster entertained. Okay, so Esme sacrificed her second best set of silverware for the kid to play with because they uh, don't have any toys in the house. 
why do they have spoons? They don't eat. Like, I get that for appearances, they've said that they have food in the house and like basic furnishings. So then maybe just one set of silverware would be enough to keep up the pretense. But she's got at least two. This is her second best set of silverware. How, how, how much silverware does Esme need? And why is it specifically Esme's silverware when you all live there? Oh, it's just, it's just hers because she's the woman of the house. She's the one that owns the knives and forks. I don't understand it. And so then Rose is like, yeah, we would have come and got you, but we didn't want to disturb you, wink, wink, because they all know that they were banging. And Emmett's like silently laughing, but she can sense it because she's a vampire now. So she senses silent laughter and she's getting all annoyed that they're commenting on her sex life. Then Bella's like, oh, thanks Esme for the cottage. It's great. And Emmett says, so it's still standing then. And she's like, what the fuck's that mean? And he says, I would have thought you two had knocked it into rubble by now. What were you doing last night discussing the national debt? So now Emmett's shading them for thinking that they didn't have sex. And it's like, well, actually, I'll have you know that they did have sex. They just restricted themselves to the floor. They didn't break any headboards. So she's like, oh, bloody Emmett, I'd like to tear him in half. And that makes her think of how she almost teared Seth in half. And she's like, where are the werewolves? And they're like, don't know. Jacob left this morning pretty early. Don't know where he went. So then Edward asks Rosalie, like, what Jacob was so upset about because he can see that in her mind or whatever. And she's like, I don't know, or care. So she still hates Jacob, which is hilarious. She says, he was watching Nessie sleep, his mouth hanging open like the moron he is. Hilarious. And then he just jumped to his feet without any kind of trigger and stormed out. I was glad to be rid of him. She says, the more time he spends here, the less chance there is that we'll ever get the smell out. (laughs) Hilarious. And so then they talk about how they're planning on going to New Hampshire. Once they all move there, Bella can go to college. She's still going to college. We're still keeping up that pretense that she's going to go and get an education. Like, I don't think so. They all act like there's potential with this Bella, but we know that she was never going to get into Dartmouth unless Edward forged the essays and the application for her. I don't think she should have got in. She's not very smart. She's not very bright. She was never that committed to her schoolwork, TBH. She was much more interested in pursuing the vampire in her biology class. I don't know why we're acting like she's a freaking genius. Just let her be a stay-at-home vampire. It's kind of wrong that she got into that university. What, what, what a nepo baby. Well, I suppose she's not a baby. What a nepo spouse? Is that what we would call her, a nepo spouse? I don't know. It's a college admissions scandal in the making, I think. So Emmett, he's like, yeah, I'm sure you'll do well at Dartmouth, Bella. There's nothing interesting for you to do at night besides study. Hee hee hee. And then Rosalie's giggling because again, they're, they're knocking the sex life. They think they didn't have sex just because the place isn't in ruin. Makes me wonder how many buildings Emmett and Rosalie destroyed when they were on their 10 year fuck fest. I wonder they would have destroyed cities the way they were going and the way they're carrying on now. Anyway, she has to control her temper. She's like, oh, I want to destroy them. How dare they comment on my sex life? But then Alice has a vision or her mind goes blank. I think her mind goes blank, indicating that the werewolf is up to something. And Edward can see that. So he starts growling. There's there's a bit of confusion. And she's saying, what is he doing? What is that dog doing? That has raised my schedule for the entire day. I can't see anything. And so while Alice is stressed about that, she does get a dig in to Bella and says, ugh. You need me to show you how to use your closet. Look at you. (laughs) Such a bitch. She's all stressed that her mind's gone blank. And she's like, but but while I'm up and talking, let me just shade you, Bella, for your outfit. 
So I don't know what's going on with this Alice. I thought she still couldn't see Renesme because again, she's got the weird chromosome. So I, I guess she's training herself to still see the future even with Renesme in it or Renesme doesn't have that much of an impact on her future anymore. I, I don't know, but anyway, Jacob's up to something. And Edward tells us he talked to Charlie. He thinks Charlie is following after him coming here today. So I guess Jacob's close enough that he can read his mind or something. I don't know how Edward knows this. He must be reading his mind from afar. So Jacob told Charlie, rot row. And she's like, oh my God, what? But doesn't he understand? Charlie can't know about me, about vampires. That would put him on a hit list that even the Cullens couldn't save him from. Oh my God, relax. Just don't tell the Volturi then. <laughs> what, are you obligated every month to check in with the Volturi and just be like, oh, hey, we, we actually did tell someone about us. Like, what's going on? Do, do they get audited? What's going on? So then Jacob comes in and he's like, hey guys, all jazzed. And they're all like, what the fuck? And Leah and Seth are also there in human form. They come inside. And Bella's like, Rose, give me Renesme. Because holding Renesme like settles her temper down. I guess she's just up and running now. We used to be so worried about Bella and her reactions and her temper and and if she was accidentally gonna kill Renesme, but now they're like, oh, you're you're super angry and your emotions are all a tears. Here, hold the child. And so now she's using the child to regulate her own emotions. And Jacob says, oh, Charlie will be here soon, just a heads up. I assume Alice is getting you sunglasses or something because he thinks because Alice saw the future, she'd be activated, but it's like, well, no, Alice didn't see anything because you're involved, mate. So he still doesn't get how Alice's visions work. And I mean, can you blame him? And Bella's like, you fucking idiot. You assume way too much. What have you done? And he's like, what? He's like, um, Blondie and Emmett woke me up this morning going on and on about how you guys are moving to New Hampshire because you got into Dartmouth. And I'm like, well, that's never going to happen. I can't let you leave with the kid. Charlie was the biggest issue there. So problem solved. And Jacob is being very presumptuous. I think that's incredibly rude. He's effectively outed Bella. You don't do that. Also, just go to New Hampshire with them. It's not like you're really that tied to the pack here in Forks. Like, just go with them, Jacob. And she's like, you've put Charlie in danger, Jacob. And he's like, ah, he'll be fine. What, you're not going to kill him. You've got like super self-control. So what else is there to worry about? And she was like, the Volturi, mate. And Edward jumps in and he's like, and also, Bella will be in incredible pain from how good he smells and not wanting to kill him. That will cause her physical pain. And if she accidentally kills him, have you ever thought about the emotional pain that would cause? And he's like, oh no, I didn't. And Edward's like, yeah, exactly. So you should have asked us first. And he's like, well, then you would have stopped me. And he's like, well, then maybe you should have been stopped. And so Bella's like, Jacob, you put him in danger. He can't know about vampires. And he says, Bells. I didn't tell him anything that you weren't already going to. He's like, remember your plan about letting him make his own assumptions? Did she say that out loud or was that in her head? I don't know. Well, he knows about it. He's like, yeah, I just did that. I provided a nice red herring if I do say so myself. But because it's Jacob, it's probably a a russet colored herring. He says, Bella, I didn't tell him anything about you. I told him about me. Well, show is probably a better verb. Okay, do we really think... Jacob knows what a verb is. I don't know if he does. So Jacob phased in front of Charlie. And I thought the wolves weren't really allowed to do that, but I guess because he's the alpha, he makes his own rules. (laughs) At this point, who gives a shit, right? 
He's like, yeah, I phased in front of Charlie. He was fine. Didn't throw up or anything. And he goes, but you should have seen his face when I started taking off my clothes though, priceless. Okay, so what, what is with Charlie that there's so much gay panic that he didn't blink when Jacob turned into a werewolf. But as soon as Jacob started taking his clothes off, he was like, ah, and freaking out. Like, wouldn't you be more shocked at him turning into a wolf? So Bella's like, you have 30 seconds to tell me everything, Jacob. And he goes, okay, okay. So I knocked on Charlie's door, asked him to come for a walk, took my clothes off. I said that you were back in town. He followed me out to the woods. I told him you weren't sick anymore. Things are weird, but they were all good. And then I phased. Then I phased back and got dressed. And then he started asking questions. And I said, Charlie, you don't live in the world you thought you lived in. The good news is nothing has changed except that now you know. He said, life will go on the same way it always has. You can go right back to pretending that you don't believe any of this. I'm not sure that that's how that works, Jacob. I don't know what psychology degree you have, but yeah, I don't think that that's how it works. Maybe with Charlie, he is right though. Charlie is pretty emotionally stunted. So he probably does just block it all out. So then Charlie asked Jacob about what was really going on with Bella and the whole rare disease thing. And he just told him that she had been sick, but she's fine now. It's just that she changed a little in the process of getting better. And Jacob told him that Bella looked a lot more like Esme than she did Renee. So she's, she's pale and pretty is what Jacob's saying. Is Renee that trash gutter bucket looking that he had to say that? He said, oh, Charlie, she looks pretty like Esme instead of like trash like Renee. And that's the only difference. Because I just, I don't think the vampires are that different to the humans. They just look prettier, right? If they looked that ridiculous, they wouldn't be able to go out in society at all. And yet here they are at Forks High. Carlisle's wandering around the hospital and people just think he's handsome. They don't think he's a completely different species. So when (laughs) he says she looks more like Esme than Renee, he's just saying she's finally pretty. (laughs) What? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So then Jacob started to tell Charlie more about the werewolves. And Charlie was like, I don't want to know. He cuts him off. He asks if Bella knew what she was getting into when she married Edward. And he was like, yep. He said his main request is that he be told as little as possible about all of this. If it's not absolutely essential for him to know something, keep it to yourself. Okay, Charlie's taking it really well. I would have a million and one questions. But again, I think he's so emotionally stunted. He just wants to act like things are normal instead of facing reality. And that's perfect for this situation. So yes, conflict avoided. Stephanie Meyer, you've done it again. You've dodged another conflict. I don't know how she does it. But then they're like, okay, but what about Renezme? And he goes, oh yeah, that. I said Edward had inherited a new little mouth to feed. She's your orphaned ward, like Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. So they're acting like they've adopted Renezme. I don't know if Charlie's smart enough to be like, oh wow, this random kid that you've adopted has Esme and Renee's names joined together. What, what a coincidence that is. I mean, I know he's a shit detective, but surely he's got to see through that one. Like, my first question if I were Charlie would be like, okay, so yep, you're all supernatural beings. You just turned into a werewolf. Uh, Bella's known about this this whole time. There's something weird with the Cullens. She looks hot now. Okay, my first question after processing all of that is, where'd the name Renesme come from? And then when I was thinking about that, I'd be like, oh, Renee. Esme, I'd be like, well, clearly she's not adopted from some rando or long lost relative. Like clearly that's your kid. And Bella's like, okay, but she's also growing super fucking fast. How are you going to explain that one, Jacob? And he's like, I just told Charlie that she's special. And Charlie was like, okay, (laughs) this is so stupid. So Charlie said, as long as no one forced too much information on him, he'd deal. So Bella's like, well, I'm still pissed. You're putting him at risk, but thanks. That's really a a weight off my chest. So they smile and they're like, still friends. She says, if I don't kill Charlie tonight, I'll consider forgiving you. And he's like, yeah, well, okay, great. That's a risk I'm willing to take. So then Alice comes back into the room. She points at Seth, Leah, and Jacob. Oh, okay. I love that just Seth and Leah have just been standing there quietly. She points at the three of them and says, you, if you must stay, get over in the corner and commit to being there for a while because I need to see. Okay, so the werewolves block her visions, right? Except they don't do that when they're in the corner of the room, apparently. What? She's like, yeah, just a little bit further, a little bit further. Okay, now I've, now I've got 20-20 vision because you're far enough away. Even though you're in the same room, your magical werewolf blocking powers don't work anymore. That's great. So that's another little loophole. Although I don't know what she's trying to see. She can't see anything without a decision, right? So I don't think Bella's actually going to make a decision to kill her father. It'll just be like an accidental thing that will happen on the spur of the moment when she loses control. So if you can't see that, if that's not a decision, what are you searching for? And also she sees so many different possibilities. How do you know which one's which? But Leah's not loving it. So Leah says, can I leave? And Jacob's like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit what you do, Leah. 
and Alice says, stay east so you don't cross Charlie's path. So Alice can still sense Charlie's path. Um, but why does Leah need to avoid Charlie? It's not like she's going to accidentally hunt and kill him. And if he sees a wolf running around, well, like, I mean, he already knows about the wolves. And also, he's probably not going to clock her. That seems like we're, we're adding unnecessary stakes to this. Who really cares if Leah and Charlie bump into each other? So now Bella's all panicked because she's like, oh my God, what if I accidentally kill my dad? And Edward's like, don't worry, you can handle it. You can handle it. It's going to be great. You'll be so much happier if you can have Charlie in your life. And then Alice hands her a box of contact lenses. Okay. All right. Let's, okay. I did suggest this the other day. I said, just get a contacts if you're that worried about her red eyes. And she explains, these will irritate your eyes. They won't hurt, but they'll cloud your vision. It's annoying. Like, okay, I think she'll handle it. She's had super shitty human vision for years. She'll be okay not having vampire vision for like 20 minutes, relax. She says, it won't match your old color, but it's still better than bright red, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's the only thing I can do. It's the only thing I can do. I'll put these contacts in. Charlie's coming to the house. He's just seen Jacob turn into a wolf and then turn back into a human. He's going to see this weird looking baby that's older than it should be and that shouldn't exist. You're going to look hot all of a sudden. You're going to look more like Esme than Renee. And this is the thing that you're freaking out about, your eye color. Like, I think that's the least of your concerns. I mean, yeah, it's an easy fix. If you can do an easy fix, why not? But it's not like you're pretending to be human. You've pretty much just admitted that something's going on. So just like rock the red eyes, embrace it. Also, I don't think Charlie will even notice. He's that freaking dumb. So she puts the contacts in and Alice is like, oh yeah, I bought these before you left on the honeymoon. I was prepared for several possible futures. Like, oh great. Thanks, Alice. Quick thinking, you're a Girl Scout. So handy how you can see so many different possible futures. <sighs> you know, I can also see the futures by just thinking about what might happen. It's, it's not a crazy talent. Like, am I being unfair to Alice? It's not that fucking amazing to just be like, oh, I can see lots of different possibilities happening from this action. This action could have multiple different consequences. Like, yeah, that's called forward planning. So she puts the eye contact on and she's like, oh my God, it's gross. She can see the texture of the thin screen because her vampire vision's so good, she can see the contact. So yeah, that makes things blurry. And she's like, well, that's uncomfortable. And then Alice also says the vampire venom will dissolve it in a few hours. So she's storing contact lens boxes like all throughout the house in case she needs to top up if they um, have Charlie over for more than like 60 minutes. They're like, oh my God, if Charlie stays longer, you'll have to excuse yourself and go and replace them. Otherwise, D-Day, the whole plan's gonna go to shit because he's gonna see your eyes a different color. Ah. And she's like, but it's not a bad idea if you leave him to go to the bathroom for a bit because humans need bathroom breaks. So even though they've just pretty much admitted that they're telling Charlie the truth, not all of the truth, but they're pretty much saying something supernatural and weird's going on. They have to keep up the charade that she's still a human. Even though Jacob pretty much said, she's no longer that human, they have to keep it up. So she's like, oh my God, guys, quick brief me on how to act human. As if she's, she wasn't a human last week. She's like, what do I do? What do I do? I've been a vampire for so long. I forget what humans are like. So Esme's like, oh my God, okay, battle stations. Don't sit too still. And don't move too fast. And Emmett's like, sit down if he sits down. Humans like to sit down. Like, oh my God, thank you, Emmett. Jasper's like, let your eyes wander every 30 seconds. Humans don't stare at one thing for too long. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll have to remember to not stare at something. She kind of forgotten what being a human is. Uh, I can't, I can't with that. I understand that she felt like those three days where she was burning up 
went for forever. Remember, time stopped. But she's still got memory of the human world. Rosalie says, cross your legs for five minutes, then switch to crossing your ankles for the next five. And she's like, okay, okay. She's like, thanks for all the good tips, guys. I would never have known what to do without the, without the brief, without the rundown. And she's like, yeah, I did notice some of them doing this yesterday. I could mimic their actions. It's like, what? You, you didn't notice that when you were a fucking human? <sighs> Emmett's like, and blink three times a minute. He puts the TV on to make it seem more realistic. Jasper's like, move your hands around, brush your hair. And she's like, okay, I've got it, I've got it. Sit, look around, blink and fidget. Oh, that's so much to remember. Jasper says, you'll be holding your breath as much as possible, but you need to move your shoulders a little to make it look like you're breathing. Okay. I've gone on rants previously where I'm like, they don't need to breathe. Why do they worry so much about breathing? Why is she breathing all the time? She's a vampire. And I still don't get it. I think they say like they need to take a breath every now and then to be able to talk and to smell things or some shit like that. Okay, so she breathes, but she's gonna train to not breathe so she doesn't breathe in Charlie's smell. So she's gonna fake move her shoulders, okay. She asks to sit on the couch and to hold Renesme to ground her. And Alice is like, but Bella, that doesn't help me see. Yeah, because she's got a blind spot with Renesme. And she's like, but I need her. She keeps me calm. And Alice goes, oh, fine. Hold her as still as you can. And I'll try to see around her. What are you going to see, Alice? I don't think Alice has ever given us a heads up that was actually that useful. See, don't see. What difference does it make? If Bella starts lunging to tear out Charlie's throat, maybe we could just have Jasper stationed nearby to like pull her back a little bit. This Alice, I think she's just trying to be useful. She's that person at an all staff meeting who's just making comments to make it look like they're adding value to the team when really they've got no value to the team. Oh, that's who Alice is. Okay, so Edward sits down next to Bella and Renezme. Edward has to coach Nessie on not biting Charlie. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, you'll probably want to bite him because he's got blood running through his body, but he doesn't heal like Jacob does. So maybe just like lay off on biting him. But you can keep on biting Jacob all you want on a normal day. Don't worry about that. Just don't bite your granddad. And Renesmee's like, yeah, no worries, I got it. So then Charlie's car pulls up and Bella takes a deep breath (laughs) for some reason. And Jasper must sense that she's controlling her mood. So he's like, oh, good job. Good job, Bells. And everyone's like, you've got this, Bells. And then Edward kisses her. And okay, I think she gets super horny. She says, I was instantly craving more. Edward's lips were like a shot of some addictive chemical straight into my nervous system. And Jasper, he's like, um, Edward, maybe don't distract her like that. So he can tell that she's horny. (laughs) And he goes, oops. And Bella says, okay, later, Edward. And anticipation curled her stomach into a ball. And Jasper's like, bitch, rein yourself in. He says, focus, Bella. Like I can feel the horn coming off of you. And she's like, oh yeah, 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 Charlie. I've got to focus on not killing Charlie. Just got to keep it in my pants for a little bit longer in my denim, my stinky denim. She's like, we'd have all night. I've just got to get through today because all we do is bang at nighttime. I got it. So Charlie knocks on the door and she says, I inhaled for what might be the last time. Oh my goodness gracious. So Carlisle answers the door and he's like, oh, hey, Charlie. And he's a little bit sheepish because he's been telling Charlie that they were all in Atlanta because she was sick with some disease from the jungles of Brazil. 
So he should be a little bit sheepish. And Charlie's like, where's Bella? And she's like, I'm right here. And she's like, oh no, my voice is too beautiful. He won't even recognize it. And then she's like, oh shit. Speaking out loud used up some of my air supply. So she gulped in a quick refill. Is this bitch really going to run out of oxygen? Like, is she going to die? She's acting like she's going to die if she can't breathe. So Charlie's looking at her being like, who's this sing song voice? Who's this siren? And she can read on his face, shock, disbelief, pain, loss, fear, anger, suspicion, more pain. And he's like, is that you, Bella? <laughs> like he can't even recognize her because she used to be so fugly and now she's pretty. <laughs> he's like, who's that? Where's my dowdy daughter? Is that you in there, Bells? Are you behind the couch with that, that supermodel sitting on? Where, where are you, Bells? And she's like, dad, it's me. I'm over here. And he's like, where? I can't see you past this glamazon. And he walks further into the room, gets closer to her. And he's looking at her and he's like, where, where, where is Bella? And she's like, bitch, it's me. I can't look that different. So I'm pretty now, dad, like come the fuck on. I think she's getting a bit <laughs> offended at this point that he really can't recognize her. Although she can't recognize herself in the mirror. So she shouldn't really be judging. She says, dad, it's really me. And he's like, huh? Well, who, where? And he's like, okay, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm great. Really and truly great, healthy as a horse. And because she said all that, she ran out of oxygen. So, um, okay. We're at D-Day, she's run out of oxygen. What's she gonna do? And I would have thought, okay, she'll just hold it. She'll just hold it and live. But no, no, she wants to take another breath. What? She just said she inhaled for what might be the last time, as in like the last time. And then two seconds into the conversation, she's like, oh, I'm out of breath. I've got to take a breath. I've got to take a breath. So she focuses on Renesmee. She leans into Edward for support and she takes a deep breath. What? Why? Why? I can't understand it. And so now that she's done that, she's like, oh my God, Charlie smells so good. Why take a deep breath? I'd take a little tiny breath. You don't need breath to live. So just take a tiny little one if it's an uncomfortable thing. If it's for comfort, just take a little sip of air. But no, okay, so she's got this hot stabbing of desire to tear Charlie's throat apart. But she doesn't, she doesn't. She's like, oh, this is my dad. I wouldn't kill my dad. Those anonymous hikers, yeah, but not my dad. And so she says, Jacob was telling you the truth. And he says, that makes one of you. Oh, burn. Meanwhile, Renesmee's also sniffing the air. She's like, oh God, granddad smells good. And so then Charlie clocks her and he's like, oh, this is the orphan Jacob said you're adopting. And Edward says, yes, that's my niece. My niece who was named after my mother and Bella's mother somehow. And Jacob never said it was Edward's niece. That's Edward lying on the spot. And Bella thinks he must have decided that the resemblance between Renesmee and him was too pronounced to be ignored. Best to claim they were related from the beginning. Okay, does she really look that much like Edward and nothing like Bella? And Charlie's like, I thought you lost your family. And he's like, yeah, I lost my parents, but my older brother was adopted. I never saw him after that. But the courts located me when he and his wife died in a car accident, leaving their only child without any other family. And they coincidentally, even though I was estranged from this brother, yeah, they named their daughter after my adopted mother and my wife's mother, who they've never met. Either that's the case or they've adopted this kid whose parents died in a car accident and renamed her. Like no one's buying this story, Edward, just like because of the dumb name of the kid. And Charlie's like, well, that's kind of a big responsibility. And Edward's like, yeah, well, what, what else can we do? 
my brother died. I can't just not take in his kid and rename her after my mother and my wife's mother. And okay, okay. Jacob had said that they called her Nessie, which is hilarious that Jacob said that. So Jacob was probably thinking like, oh, I better not call her Renesme because that's a clue to her actual parentage. So I better keep that quiet. So he says, Jake says you call her Nessie. And immediately Bella says, no, we don't. Her name is Renesme. It's like, fuck, bitch, way to blow up your spot. <laughs> like, what? Maybe, maybe keep that mum. And Charlie's like, well, maybe someone else could take after her. And she's like, no, I want her. She's mine. And then Charlie's looking in her eyes, in Renesmee's eyes, and he's like, wait a minute. (gasps) And he gasps. She thinks because he can see her eyes, which are the exact same eyes as Bella's. (laughs) Okay. I've never recognized someone from their eyes. Like Bella has brown eyes and this baby has brown eyes. But she says, I knew what he was seeing. My eyes, his eyes copied exactly into her perfect face. And Charlie starts hyperventilating and he's, saying numbers, trying to count back, trying to fit nine months into one. And she thinks just from this baby having brown fucking eyes that he's going to accept that she and Edward had a kid in a month. She thinks the eyes are that similar that that's the only explanation. Even though we were just told she looks exactly like Edward and nothing like Bella. So now Charlie's like, what the fuck? She must have had a kid because that kid has the exact same eyes as Bella. So he's starting to freak out and Jacob comes up to him and he says, need to know Charlie, it's all okay, I promise. And Charlie's like, well, I don't wanna know everything, but I'm done with the lies. And Edward says, sorry, but you need to know the public story more than you need to know the truth. If you're going to be a part of this secret, the public story is the one that counts. It's to protect Bella and Renesmee as well as the rest of us. Can you go along with the lies for them? And Charlie's like, yeah, all right. So they didn't even tell him the truth. They were just like, here's the public story. It's fake, but just accept it. And he's like, okay, well, I guess since she has brown eyes, you guys have a kid. Even though she wasn't pregnant a month ago. And now she's pretty. But then Charlie's looking at her. Now that he's accepted all of that, he's accepted that he's a fucking granddad. He's like, wow, she's looking pretty old. And he says, how old is she? She's got a full set of teeth, full set of chompers. And Edward says, she's three months. Rather, she's the size of a three-month-old, more or less. She's younger in some ways, more mature in others. And like, okay, I, I don't think that's clearing things up. I think that makes it more confusing for Charlie. And then Renesmee waves at him and Charlie's like, what the fuck? Well, it says, okay, okay, trigger warning, trigger warning. It says, Charlie blinked spastically. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore. Uh... Maybe if we're, I don't know, reading that in 2023, we might skip over that. But I did just say it out loud, so my apologies. Okay, so then um, Jacob's like, told you she was special, didn't I? And Jacob elbows Charlie and Charlie cringes away from him. And Jacob's like all upset. He's like, oh, come on. I'm the same guy you always knew. And he's like, well, you actually turned into a wolf in front of my eyes. You're not the same person I've always known. And Charlie goes, what, what do you got to do with all of this, by the way, Jake? Does Billy know? And he's like, yeah, Billy knows everything. Don't worry about it. He's like, I could tell you, but it's all about werewolves. And Charlie's like, oh, I don't want to know. He covers his ears and he says, never mind. Classic Charlie, not interested. His whole world has been opened up to the supernatural. And he's like, nah, not interested. <laughs> oh God, I'd have some questions, but not Charlie. And you know, like he just spent like a year of his career trying to figure out 
how all of these hikers in his town have been ravaged by animal attacks. They were like wanting to hunt down wolves not that long ago because so many people were dying in the woods. And now when I'm finding out that someone can actually turn into a werewolf, I'd be like, hey, Jake, um, all those hikers, did you kill them? Like I'd, I'd at least be asking that because that, his job was to solve those murders, right? But he's forgotten about that as well. Anyway, and then he notices that the TV's on playing the football game. Emmett had cheered and said, go Gators. And like Charlie pretty much dropped the baby and was like, oh, what's that? The Gators are on. He's got more questions about the freaking Gators than he does the werewolves and the whatever the else these people are in front of him. And he says, who's winning? And Emmett says, oh yeah, the Gators just scored the first touchdown. About time somebody scored around here. And that makes Bella angry because she's like, how dare he make a sexual innuendo in front of my father about my sex life? And uh, I'm pretty sure you just admitted to your dad that you have a three month old baby somehow. I think he assumes you might've banged. I, I, I wouldn't be that worried about that. But Charlie doesn't give a shit. Charlie's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, he takes a deep breath. She envies him, him taking a deep breath. Of course she does. And he gets to his feet. He plops himself down into a chair in front of the TV. And he says, I guess we should see if they can hold on to that lead. And then he just starts watching the game. And that's the end of the chapter. This Charlie is so single-minded. It's almost a caricature of what like a, a disinterested dad is. It's very like everybody loves Raymond, according to Jim, Homer Simpson. Like this is sitcom dad just watching the TV. It's almost like, you know how they say some authors can't write women characters? Like Stephen King can't write women. I don't know if Stephanie Meyer can write a realistic male character. Cause they're just, they're just locked in on cliches. Like, oh, Charlie, he's a human. He's, he's a man of a certain age. He's a dad. He must love football. Just found out his daughter had a baby in a month, but oh, the game's on. Gotta watch the game. Just found out his daughter's best friend's a werewolf. Oh, I wanna see the Gators play. And he's just, he's just now watching the game. Could that be the most unrealistic thing to have happened in this book? But no, it's a happy ending. It's breaking dawn. Everyone gets the happy ending. So that's that. Um, I'll catch up with you guys next week for the next chapter. In the meantime, head over to patreon.com slash breaking down bad books to catch up on the Allegiant recaps. And I'll catch up with you guys next week. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. 
Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.